Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. enjoying your clapping. I told you that today our pastor will be praying for us and I need you to believe every word in the prayer because for some of you that is where your deliverance will be. Amen. Well we have another testimony in the house. Put your hands together and let us welcome Nana Kwame Moses. He also has a very powerful testimony. Amen. Hi everyone. Hi. Um, please, my name is Nanakwami. I'm in the Kina region and I'm in high speed. All right. Okay, please. What is your testimony about? Okay, so my testimony is about how God, through um, ESJC's prayer, has saved my CWA. And also. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Her te- his testimony is about how, through our pastor's prayers, God saved. Are there. Saved his CWA. Okay, if you are a fresher, you do not yet have a CWA. Ah, that's why you are quiet like that. But how many continuing students are in the chat this morning? And you know that your CWA needs some saving. Let me see. Let me see. Hey, Sister Joy, you should see the hands. Oh, wow. Say, your CWA is about to be saved this morning. Please. Tell us. And also there's a second one. It's, it's about hey. how through um, Lady Reverend's prayer, God made supernatural provisions for me. Yeah. Amen. Okay, so the first one, um, I think after first year, from second year, every semester, my CWA consistently kept decreasing. I mean... I thought you'd be tapping <laughs> this one. So between, between second year first sem and then third year first sem, my CWA had dropped by eight. I mean, from 83, 78, down, down, down to 75. So it was that bad. And then... Lee, can you repeat that? When you repeat it, it will help them understand the testimony. <laughs> okay, so um, first year, after first year, my CWA was 83. So in second year, started first dropping. First year, his CWA was 83. That's like three times the CWA of some people in the building. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. at, the, at the end of third year first semester, it had dropped to 75. All right. And then, I mean, if you know about the principle of diminishing returns, I was like, it's the returns that's supposed to diminish, but why my CWA? Like, so, I, I was like, no, 75, you're not coming down again. Let's, let's be there. So, last year, around this time, last semester, when we were going to write the exam, ESJ was praying. And then, there was this course, I mean, reaction engineering, it's a four credits hour course, all right. And... It was working on to at a certain point, I realized that I can't. <laughs> so I even wrote to the, um, my department exam officer that I wanted to defer that course and take it again. But then he, she said that I should go and write the exam. So I was like, hey, what am I going to write? 
I went to write it, it was a D, I mean. So, um, last year I hadn't paid my school fees at a point, so I didn't see my results. So when the results came, I just tested the, um, the lecture for that particular course. I was like, oh, I want to know what, yeah. if it is a true, then I go in. And he said, that, oh no, it, it's a D. Wow. And then, <laughs> and then typically, um, final year, um, my class, we have project leaders. And they, they select them from the first That's 15 yeah. people from the class. And then I was expecting my name to be somewhere. But when the list came, my name wasn't in. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, dropped. and I know people whose average were around 73 and their names were in. So I thought maybe I'm somewhere around 69. All right. Because I know that I had a D in a four credit hour course. Wow. So it was, it was that bad. And during the camp, um, at the beginning of the semester, I had paid my semester uh, my fees. And I was waiting to see my results. And then it was, the portal was open for me, so I was able to see it. And when I opened it, all right, so the prayers that yes, Joy prayed that I'll see the race, so you're not going to drop. It actually didn't drop. Even after getting a D in a four credits hour course. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Our pastor prayed. Yes. That our CWAs will not drop. Yes. Then you get a D. Yes. And then what happened? Yeah. In a four <laughs> credits hour course. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> the way you are looking at us is somebody maybe all your courses there is one credit hour, so you cannot understand the yeah, yeah. So to get a D in a four credit hour, no, 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 go. Yeah, it's a re, it will be a real drop. And Salah. what what actually scared me the most was that when I opened my portal because I hadn't paid my fees, the third year second semester exams they had created another session for supplementary exams results. I was like, hey. <laughs> I mean, I know that it was reaction engineering, but that one I had a D, so which one again? All right, so I, I was a bit scared. So when I opened it, I realized that actually God has miraculously worked in some way, somehow, 90 something, somewhere, and then the average, nothing. I mean, those are I don't think they are hearing the marks you are doing. <laughs> okay, so. By some miracle. <laughs> some miracle. Some 90 what? 90s, 89s, 88, just in, to make up for. In the, the, other, the courses. other courses were like that. It, the, my list of, in that course, one of those was 74, and that, that, that was just it. And then the rest were 18, 18, 19. I wasn't expecting some of them. I wasn't expecting it, honestly. I, mean, I can see some people holding their chair like. So I, I believe that. I, yeah. I believe that. I believe that is true. Yesterday's prayers that my my average was saved, honestly. Because once Yesterday was praying for us, when she gets to the point where she's praying about some courses, although we have not taken it seriously, sometimes in my head I'm like, Charlie, this one there. I know I've not taken it seriously, but this one there. I don't really receive that part of the prayer. But when she gets to the point when she says, our averages are not going to, then Charlie, that is mine. Like, whatever happens, it shouldn't decrease. And that is about that. And then the second one. It stayed. Stayed, because by stayed. some miracle, miracle, God had given him some 90 something here, some 80 some to balance. Some of you, if you get a D, unless you pack your things and go home, it does, yes. But by some miracle, so that he got the D, but God worked a miracle in the other courses so that he got some really, really wild mass. And because of that, his CWA was saved. If you are here this morning, a continuing student, and you know that your CWA needs some saving, I really need you to pay attention when our pastor is praying for us. Hallelujah. Because you will also receive your miracle this morning. He has a second testimony. Please go. Okay, so the second testimony. Um, during the... When we were preparing for Sounds of Joy, when we used to come to meet here and pray, and then we go out. Um, yeah, um, um, Lady Reverend was sharing some scripture with us from Ezra chapter 6, verse 9. 
the Lord will supply our needs without fail day by day. So I was just, I mean, sowing and believing that God should supply my, supply my needs. All right. So I have this friend. He called me and he was like, he, he said that um, I'm no more a group leader. What happened? He said that my results were that bad. And I was like, oh, not necessarily, but probably because I was owing school fees. So it was blocked somewhere and it didn't appear somewhere. Maybe that's why my name is not part. And then the conversation changed. He was like, so have you paid your fees? And I said, oh, I paid for last semester. But this semester, I'm here to pay. Then he was like, oh, then he, he would pay for me this semester. No, no, no. <laughs> like your father or your no, uncle? No, 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 a friend. A friend. What? He was actually my classmate in high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think you are. Some of you, your friends, all they do is to come and eat your Indomie, your gari, your shito. But he is here giving a testimony about how God used his friend to pay his fees. Please continue. Hallelujah. So, um, that day, that particular day, on the call, he was like, oh, he wants to, he wants to send me some thousands to sort myself out. Not, not for the fees. Not the fees, so. Just to sort myself out. Yeah. Just sort myself out. And then, <laughs> just last Friday, last Friday, he called me, he was like, um, his family called him to bail him, and blah, 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 and he doesn't have money, so, but... He sent me 1,500, so I should just use that one to make a deposit. Somebody and who said he doesn't have <laughs> he doesn't money, have he money. still sent you money. 1,500 CDs. <laughs> I thought you'd be tapping into this miracle, yeah. So, um, I, I believe it's, it's all through the prayers that we're praying for, supernatural provisions, God supplying our needs. It's, I mean, he couldn't, he's, he's a list of the people I would think of if I needed somebody to actually pay my fees. But then he just came through just like that too actually support. Hallelujah. Moses, Amen. what would you want to tell the church? So church, what I want to tell you is that this morning, as mom is going to pray about our exams, me, I've learned my lesson. I'm receiving every bit of the prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm taking every part seriously. The part that the D's should become A's, I'll jump and take it. And then the part that our seed of should boost, I'll also take that one too. I mean, I need a boost. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, put your hands together for Moses. God bless you. Hallelujah. And as you can see, God is sorting us out in our academic life and in our financial life if you believe that the same God who has done it for these ones will do it for you I need you to put your hands together and take out a powerful offering God sorted him out in his CWA and I mean how how, what's the likelihood that your friend will pay your fees some of you, your friend, when they are knocking on your door, you actually put the rice under the bed. Because you know that your friend like, is causing financial loss. But God is sorting us out. And that is why I need you to believe this morning. And take out a powerful offering and lift it up before the Lord and let us pray. You want your offering to speak on your behalf this morning. Take out an offering. The, the, the kind of CWA you want this semester. Take out an offering that is as heavy as that. Hallelujah. And lift it up before the Lord and let us pray quickly. You can give by cash. You can also give by momo. Lift it up and let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for giving us the blessing of being part of this wonderful church. This morning we pray over our offering that you will bless our offerings and let us speak on our behalf. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Put your offering in the bag.
Your life is about to be changed this morning by the word of God through his anointed servant. Hallelujah. Okay, flowers, how are you passing? Hallelujah. Ashes, if you are not ushering at this point, please find your seats quickly. Today is a special service, hallelujah, and I need you to believe in every word that will be spoken by our pastor, our prophetess, our evangelist, because you are about to hear words that will show you the way, you are about to hear words that will affect every area of your life, you are about to hear words that will make a rich person out of you, you are about to hear words that will help you to become who God wants you to become, and in this church we have been blessed with one of God's anointed servants, a woman after God's own heart, a shepherd, a leader, an evangelist, somebody who has been given to us to change our life, to make a better person out of you and I. Put your hands together as we welcome our pastor, E.S. Joy Philippe Cruz. so much for bringing us to church this morning. Some of us woke us up, Lord, and we just didn't even know where we were. But you've brought us here. You gathered us. You got us up. And Lord, this morning we're grateful. As your word comes, Lord, speak to us. Let it enter into our spirit, deep down into us, God. Let it fill every void such that we have no need of any but you. Spirit of God, have your way and touch us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I have enjoyed the service so far. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. I particularly enjoyed the eels on wheels this morning. I mean, the energy was nice. Wow. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. And they were singing that Charlie, Monday, I tithe. Tuesday, I sow. Wednesday, I just hammer. And then the rest, I receive 
healing takeaways, blessing takeaways, CWA takeaways, passing of exam takeaways. Oh, it's too nice. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, sometimes when you are not a tither, I don't think you understand. You can't in- understand what we're saying. Yeah. Because it's, it's special. Hallelujah. Let me just quickly give you four very important announcements I want you to be aware of. The first one is that from the fifth, all these are March dates. So just put it down. I know your brain is not really working in this way. You know what I mean? Because Mitzem is in front of you, it won't really sit. So just write it down. When the pressure is over, come and look at it. <laughs> 5th to 8th, 8th of March, there's a very interesting conference coming on in our um, Bantama church. And every day we'll try to have a bus or two going from here, especially during the day. And we have three very anointed speakers. I told you that in this ministry, the speakers, everybody is carrying his, his tweak of the anointing. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When Jesus was on earth, he had 12 disciples. All of them were different. All of them. Peter, you can see the man was very sanguinous. He was always talking. He was always talking, always very happy. Always emotional. Oh, Lord, I will die for you. Then when he got afraid, no person said, I don't know the man. <laughs> but he was the one and the only one who walked on water. John was another type of character altogether. And he was the type who didn't say much. How do I know that he didn't say much? If you open the book of John, especially if you have what we call the red letter Bible, where the sayings of Christ are in red, you discover that the book of John has so many. The man was listening. He was not talking like Peter. Peter, at the end of it, he could only write first Peter and second Peter. <laughs> hey, they all had their callings. That's the part I'm trying to say. So somebody will be happy in John's church. I'm sure there was a lot of happiness in John's church, Charlie. We're on it. Happiness and dancing. I'm sure, sorry, in Peter's church. In John's church, I'm sure it was a certain elevation of the word. Everybody and their own. And among these three men, who are all Bishop Dark's sons, there is a very lovely spread of the anointing. Bishop Quiquan Ponsa comes to us all the way from Spain. And, yeah, he is the, he is the, the father of loyalty in our system. Faithfulness. What the, in fact, I enjoyed the film too. So what's the film stars we're acting this morning? Yes. And then Bishop Fabian, our, our convener, is a very prophetic preacher. Very, very anointed man of God. Oh, yes. I, you see, I can see that you've not heard him preach. So please make a date with him over there. Are you there? And Bishop Patrick is my husband, and he is... I will tell you two things about him, and I pray that one of these days soon he'll visit us. But one of the things I'll tell you is that how you see the person outside, that's how he is in the house. Many people are not like that. They pretend to be something outside. At home, they are something else. So how he is, that's how he is. And he's one of only two people I know who can be teaching the word of God and people fall under the anointing. He's not touched you. He's not even ministry. He's not doing anything. He's simply teaching the word of God, and then you just see people go down. I haven't seen that in many anointings. And these three men are coming together in a very powerful conference, leaders and loyalty. Hallelujah. So as the days are coming closer, finish your exams and we'll talk about how we're going to attend that conference. Amen. And then on the 9th of March, 
there's a women's conference called Women's of Women of Fragrance. I'm sorry, guys, it's for the ladies. And it's a conference at Gracefields Chapel. I'm one of the speakers there, and I'll be so happy to have some of the ladies to go along with me. If you are the type, the topic is simply marriage and the things before marriage and the things after. So if you like such things, uh, my, to my topic is, is the before, how to choose. How, how, how to, especially if you are serious in ministry. <laughs> how, how do you choose? Hallelujah. Then on the third of, uh, on the 10th of um, the same March, it's a Sunday, we'll be here. It's our International Admission Sunday. On that day, you find your African dress or your sports that you like. You wear it to church. Are you there? So you can decide that, Charlie, this is the time to wear your kente. This is the time to wear your your slits that you have stopped wearing, or whatever, whatever. If you decide that you come from India, just wear it. Wherever. Are you there? And it's a time when we also remember our missionaries all over the world, and we'll have a very exciting video for you on that day. We will also take an additional um, offering on that day, something that we use to just help the mission's effort. Some of you are very quiet. You don't know that it costs a lot to be a missionary, or to get them, even to get them out there. Just recently, between my husband and myself, we sent three people out. I don't want to tell you the cost of just their tickets to go. Are you there? So that day just helps. And the last announcement has to do with um, the Art of Evangelism Conference, which is happening right here in this hall from the 18th to the 21st of March. And we're going to be visited by Dr. Kojo Bempa on the Monday. And then we hand over to Bishop Ogo and Bishop Freddy for the rest of the days. Hallelujah. It's a conference Monday to Thursday, and I can promise you that is the experience of your life. So put down these dates and don't miss it. Tell your neighbor, don't miss it. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you have used all the time to be late, but I'm still going to preach before we pray. And today, I'm bringing to a close today the topic we've been on the whole of this month, We've been talking about the fact that many are called. And I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you are called. God has called you for something. God has called you for something. Hallelujah. God has called you on the... In fact, that's why you are on this earth. Otherwise, he wouldn't have even let you come. And it's also the reason why he's drawn you to himself. When you find yourself in church, many times we take it for granted. But it is the Lord who said that if I don't draw you, you can't come. And that's why you even see that there are people from the same background, same family, same house. And some cannot. It's not that they don't want to even come to church. They can't. They can't. So when even with all your resistance this morning you are in church, you realize that he has drawn you. That's why you are here. I thought at this time you'd be clapping for the Lord and saying thank you to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, whenever he calls, he will not call you and send you without giving you what you need to execute whatever it is that he's sending you for. He will by all means give you something. Amen. And so today we're going to go into a story in the Bible that Jesus told, which just illustrates the point. And this is just to bring together all that we have been saying in this, this full month. So let's go to Matthew chapter 25 and let's pick up our story from verse 14. The kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his servants and delivered unto them his goods. 
And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man, according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained another two. But he that had received one went and digged the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of these servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And he that had received five talents came and brought the other five, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents, and behold, I have gained beside them five more. His Lord said to him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy, the, the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou delivered to me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not strawed, and I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the earth. Lo, yeah, you have it, that which is thine. And his Lord answered and said, Thou wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I strawed not. I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges. And then at my coming, I should have received my, my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it to, uh, to him that hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. What a story. This story brings to the fore some things that are very important for us as we consider and as we try to fulfill our calling on this earth. And whether or not you are writing exams tomorrow, you have a call. God has called you for something. You have a purpose. Are you there? And you can see a number of things from this um, story. It's one of the beautiful stories in the Bible. The first thing you will notice is that everybody got something. Everybody. So the scripture that many are called is true. He calls you and he gives you something. And everybody, as we sit here, from this corner all the way to the back, he has given to each of us something. So that's the first thing I want you to note. The second thing I need you to note is that what he has given is not the same to everybody. Somebody got five, somebody got two, and somebody got one. And the Bible said that it's according to your ability that he knows you and he has given you something according to your ability. It's very, very, very important to know because many times, especially when we are young, we spend our time measuring ourselves negatively usually against somebody else. Meanwhile, as you are measuring, what he gave you was two and what he gave the other person was five. The third thing I need you to see is that he never demanded the same amount. It's not that he has given somebody five and he expects the person to bring ten in all. Then he has given you two and he's expecting you to bring the ten. No. You see that his expectation of you is according to what he has given to you. 
So the one who had five came with ten. He told him, well done. Good and faithful. The one who had two came with four. Same, well done. Good and faithful. All God is requiring of you is that you will use what he gave you. I don't know about you, but for me, it really makes me feel very happy. And, and, and very free. That I, I don't have to be like somebody else. Many of us, we spend a lot of time trying to be like somebody else. The hairstyle you have on your head, Christ, is probably because of somebody else. It's true. Uh, you see, you have made yourself very quiet. But it's real. We are more influenced by somebody else than we know. Yeah. And it's a negative influence. Negative because it, makes, it brings a feeling of inadequacy. You see, but what you didn't know is that he gave you two. His only requirement of you is that the two I gave you, use it. That's all. That's all. The two I gave you. I gave you the ability to beat the drums. Use it. Maybe I did they add to you the ability to lead praise and worship. No problem. He's not going to measure you on that. What he will measure you on is that talent that he gave you. And as you are sitting here in this room, I can say with all confidence that you have something. You have something. Amen. Now, the truth is also that people go through life without using their talents. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because very often, God has given you that talent for your profit. The guy who used his five got five more. There are many things in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, there are many things in you. Many, many things. Some of the things, until you start to use the five he gave you, you will never know that you have. He started with five. He gained five more. And the Bible says he traded with it. Trading is a way to say he used it. This morning I came to ask you, what are you doing with what God gave to you? Some of you, you have taken it and you have sat on it. Uh, you are the one I'm coming to talk to today. Yes, you are the one. You are, you are the one I'm coming to talk to today. You have come to sit on it. And some of you who think you are even doing, you had five and you have used three. The other two, you have sat on them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, Pastor, why are you saying that? Ah, are we not all reading the story we are reading? I've pastored people, young people for a long time. And I've come to see that some of you, very talented, very lazy. Yeah, you are lazy in the things of God. When they call you, come, let's come and do this for God. I'm feeling shy. But you are not shy when you are displaying half your breast to the world. You are not shy. You are not shy when your dress is just underneath your pants. You are not shy. Tell them, don't bring yourself. You are not shy when you are walking around with your hair that you have not cut and your beard that is out of shape. You are not shy. You are not shy when you are smoking shisha. You are not shy. They even take a snap and then they put it on Snapchat and then they streak it thinking that their pastor will not see. Neighbor, we have seen you. We just don't say anything. We have seen you. We have seen you cry. We just don't say anything. Masoko Tayaba. You are very quiet this morning. You are thinking about yourself. Think and think well. Mm. Hallelujah. 
And so this morning, I've come to talk to you not about the one with five and not about the one with two, but this morning, I'm coming to talk about the one who had one talent. Because the truth is that the five talents in this world are few. And the two talents in this world, they are also few. Most of us in this life, we have only one. And it is what you do with the one. Yeah. Just one. That one talent. This man had one. When he looked at the guy with five and how he was busy, he thought that Charlie, ah, he's intimidated. I know, I know they're rich. I know they're rich. I know they're rich. You see the ones who can lead the song and it is charming. They say, oh, maybe I cannot. I cannot, Charlie. You see the way the dancers wriggle and you say that, Charlie, the way me, dear, when I stand, I'm just like the pillar that is in the room that cannot move, you know. You're always looking at something else. But God gave you one. And who knows what would have happened if you had used that one? Who knows what would have happened? So what are the reasons people have for not using their talent? The first overriding one usually is fear. Fear of failure, fear of what people will say, fear that it won't work, fear that it will take your time, fear that something, 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 something. Fear. It's even the same reason why some of you don't join study groups. You are afraid that they are going to see that wobble. Allow me to preach my preaching. Oh, they shall not. Yeah, it's real. It's real. Ask your neighbor sitting by you. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Why? And today this morning, I want to speak to those of you who are permanent backbenchers in the church. There are some who are at the back today just because, oh, by the time you came, there were people here. But there are some of you, even if the chairs are empty here, you'll be at the back. And they are the ones I want to address. Many of you, it's fear that keeps you at the back of the church. You think that if you sit at the back, God will not see you. But this morning, wherever you are, you can even go under the chair, he will see you there. That's why the psalmist said that it doesn't matter where I make my bed. If I make my bed in heaven, he's there. If I go to the bottom of the sea and I make my bed there, still, he will see me. Psalm 139. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fear. What you don't know is that fear is a spirit. It's a spirit. Now, let me tell you something. This message I'm preaching to you, eh? Because I'm a pastor, I'm talking to you about it in the context of church. But you will do very well to notice that it is also the same message in the context of your life. Same message. Exactly the same message. The reason why you are not doing well in the things of God, fear. He gave you something you are not using. It's the same reason why people don't do well in life. Fear. The spirit. And what you don't know is that it's a spirit. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given to us a spirit of fear. It's a spirit. The next time your heart starts to pound, as you go into the exam, you tell them, hey, spirit of fear, exit. Exit. It's a spirit. Fear, it is a spirit. Yeah. When you rebuke it, it can actually go. The church is very quiet. Yeah, it's a spirit. Many years ago, I had to do an almighty physiology exam. It was a combination of physiology and biochemistry. <laughs> Those of you who are here thought we didn't go to school. 
Why do you have to do exams? At the PhD level in some universities, you do exams, and this was one of them. The PhD students, they had campaigned down, they had done politics, they put as for exams you would do. And you don't have any teacher. You just have sit at the same conference table and we discuss the topic. And the lecture of the physiology class. Ah, let's just say that we were on a different footing. Let's just say. <laughs> He was a very charismatic man. And he, there are people who intimidate you by their very selves. Apart from that, it was a class that had both Norwegians and foreigners in it. And many Norwegians are bilingual. They speak English and they speak Norsk. Just entertain them. But this guy, he said his class there is in Norsk. And I remember laughing to myself, the textbook is in English, number one. Number two, what he didn't know is that I was fluent in the language, so it didn't bother me. But the guy, I had a feeling that he didn't like me. If I was not just a feeling, it was a reality. I remember one day during a practical session, one of the workers came to ask me, have you ever crossed this man before? I said, no. He said, why, why does he treat you like that? Anyway, so we had physiology as an exam, and it was a physiology by chem paper. Now, I had gone, I'd been sent to be trained for part of my work in Germany, so I'd been away for three months. So I missed the announcement that said, don't combine your practical work with that course. I missed it, so I was doing the two. I don't know if that's what made this guy bored. I have no idea. But it was one of the hardest times in my life because the course was rough, and my practical work was rough. I was also the mother of one a little baby. And uh, me, a lot of things were going on. I was still in church, by the way, unlike you. Finally, the time of exams came. It was an oral exam in physiology and biochemistry. The biochemistry half went very well. And then came the physiology half. This man. Remember I told you that he's very charismatic. And as I entered into the room and I sat down and he began the questions. Pa, pa, pa. He asked me for the concentration of sodium. Up to today, I remember the question. He asked me for the concentration of sodium in the nephron, certain part of the nephron tubule of the kidney. And honestly, I had not made any effort to chew any figures. What's the point? Will you remember? Then... Usually when they start the practicals and they, 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 they interview like that and they realize it's not working, they change subject. The man didn't change subject. He continued by asking me, what is the concentration of potassium in that same portion of the nephron tubule? And I said I didn't know. And so after so many months of suffering, when the exam results came, I remember because I was on the way to church, and I had my son in the pram, and I was pushing it, and I went to, I went to a, a phone booth, and I called. And I called for my results of the exam, and they said I failed. And I remember, as I was on my way to, to, to church, as I walked down with my son, I was crying like a child. And I was talking to God, and I said, I can't do this exam again. I can't do this exam again. Lord, you know that he wasn't fair. I can't do this exam again. So the next morning in my quiet time, I decided to have a discussion with the Holy Spirit about this thing. <clears throat> and that was when the Holy Spirit said to me, you know what? The thing that is doing you about this exam is fear. The individual. It's fear. I said, really? 
<laughs> and then he said to me, bind the spirit of intimidation. And then go and see him today. I'd never heard of a spirit of intimidation, but when the Holy Ghost speaks, you do. So I bound the spirit of intimidation. I realized that the fear left. And holy anger filled me. And I walked to the guy's office. And when I got to the office, I knocked on the door. They said, yes, come in. And I came in. When I came in, then I looked at him and I said in his language to him that you failed me in the subject. He said, oh yeah. Then I said, you asked me the concentration of sodium in this part of the nephron tubule. I didn't know it. Do you know the concentration of sodium? Did you chew it? Don't you have to refer to your books? And I said to him that if I don't know the concentration of sodium, is it the concentration of potassium that is a lesser mineral that I will know? And I said to him that when you realize that I didn't know, in all fairness, when you were not fair to me. And all of a sudden, there was another knock at the door. And my nice classmate, a very cool lady, she had me blasting the man. She had also failed that she came inside the room. And she also added. <laughs> and then the lady, the man stood there looking at these two upset. They said, cool cool I'll give you the exam again look I'm going to train you myself and you will pass this exam remember looking at but you know to cut a long story short after dealing with the spirit of fear not only did I pass the exam I had to work with this man because my my PhD was in things that had to do with a lot of physiology and I need to tell you that on the morning when I was finally done I'd done my vibe I was going back home after eight years in a foreign land I knocked on his door, and I said to him, I'm going home. And he said, going where? I said, to Ghana. The man looked at me, and there were tears in his eyes. Oh, yes. The Lord had brought us from that place of tension and contention to a good friendship. I'm talking to somebody today. If you will let go, just stand on that fear and let it out of your life. You will do much better than you are doing at this time. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> The guy said in Matthew 25, 25, that I was afraid. And I went and hid my talent. And so the second thing that the fear makes us do for many is that you hide what you are able to do. You are here in church. You see all the things going on. You can do even better, but you are afraid, so you hide it. Yeah. And my prayer is that, you see, sometimes it's fear of what others will say. Fear of criticism. One of the big ones is fear of what your friends will say. I need to tell you that your friends, it's not that deep. Many of you, when you live here, the friends who are your closest, you will not even think about them again. So why you cannot allow them to control your life like that? Hallelujah. I'm talking about why people don't use their talents. And I said the first thing is fear. And that fear makes them hide their talent. Now, the next reason that I want to share with you, number three, why people don't use their talent, is because of a fault-finding attitude. When the man who received one talent came, what did he say? Take us to verse 24. He said, <laughs> so you have come. You didn't do the work. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. But look at what you are saying. I knew that you were a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown. And gathering where you have not strong. The, 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 the terrimity of it. I mean, I mean. I mean. I mean. I'm surprised he could talk like that. But fault finding is, is, is a, a characteristic of many fruitless people. There are many of you here, the reason why you do nothing in church is because you are finding fault. 
Yes. And the service is long. But when you serve the devil for six days, it's never long. The few hours you are coming to serve God, that's what you are coming to find fault with. And these choristers cry, they are like, hey, they are even trying you, what have you done? Eh? Why are they coming and they are knocking on doors? Let me tell you something. They are knocking on doors because they want to do what the Lord said. They want to affect somebody's life. You, whose life have you affected? As you are sitting down there finding fault. There are people who find fault ah, that they are on their way to hell because of the fault finding. Because they wake up and say that eh, Christians cry, they are hypocrites. And because they say Christians are hypocrites, they don't give their own life to Christ. God never said he was picking perfect people. In fact, if you look at it, everybody he picked was flawed. Everybody. Everybody he picked. Everybody. Because there's no perfect person. You that you are finding fault, where's your perfection? Don't bring yourself at all. Don't bring yourself at all. Oh, yes. Allow me to say that. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, like these Christians, they are, they are hypocrites. And you are what? At least we are trying, and he knows we are just trying to do something. Yeah. You who's finding fault, be careful for yourself. And this man was finding fault. Are you there? There are people who find fault with pastors. Oh, because of the way pastors are me, I won't pay my tithe. Don't pay your tithe. But you okay, no problem. You are the one who inherit the case of Malachi chapter 3. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's very cool. It's not a problem. Hmm? Why are you saying all these things? Why shouldn't I say all these things? Yeah. You open, you open the, 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 the social media networks and, and the lambasting of pastors left and right. And sometimes I look at the thing, I say, here is somebody, chicken coop cry you have not built. A chicken coop. The thing that your chickens will lie in. You don't even know what it means to build it. I look at people, you cannot even convince two people to follow you, your own family, even your family is not following you. I'm just talking to the criticizers. Mm, they can hear me. Yeah. Because most criticizers achieve nothing. They achieve nothing. I remember a schoolmate. He wasn't a schoolmate. He was on campus at the time. I was on campus. He became an, a politician. Right from when we were in school, he had a degree in criticism. Yeah, and he grew up with it. All through his political life, criticizing, criticizing, criticizing. I can tell you without doubt that he came to exactly nothing. Exactly nothing. It is fine protocol that does not allow me to mention his name in the, in the microphone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so fault finding. And because you are looking at somebody, you've forgotten that you have a talent you haven't used. Be concerned about that. Hey, the next reason, I'm just giving you reasons why people don't use what God gave them. Despising the type of gift that you have. You see, that guy said, I had only one. This guy had five. This one had two. I have only one. It's nothing. And in this church, I think this is one of the overriding reasons that people think that I don't really have anything to offer. Hey, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. So I had only one talent. That one talent that you had, if you used it, I don't know what you would do or what you would have become. In the book, Many Are Called, Bishop Dag tells a very gripping story about this. He was listening to a man of God who was preaching at a crusade when he was a younger pastor. 
And as he listened to the man, the man shared a gripping testimony of how he came to the Lord. And it was very dramatic. He had gone through a lot of things. And I mean, everybody was spellbound. And he said, as he was listening to the guy's testimony, he was like, hey, God, media, then I can't, I can't talk because everything he said, I haven't done some. Nightclub, I have not gone inside. Drugs, I haven't done some. I was never away. So it's like, I don't have anything to say. Am I talking to somebody in the house? I don't have anything to say. So if I'm going to preach the gospel, I don't even know what I'll use because I don't have what people want to hear. He said, I just have one talent. Well, you and I are here. Some years down the line, I thank God he didn't let that stop him. Because as we are standing here today, hundreds of thousands, he's, he is heading for 100 million souls. The person said, I don't have anything to share. We are here, we have been watching the crowds that gather. And as he's winning souls in crowds, if he had said, I don't, my, my one talent, I, as I compare it to somebody, where would we have been? Where would we have been? One talent is enough. Tell anybody it's enough. Just use that one. He used the one God gave him. Did they have all these exciting stories? And yet, God used it. Are you in the church? The next one, despising the smallness of your gift. That it is too small. It's too small. That's why you are not using it. When you stand in front of the mirror, you are singing in the bathroom. And then you say, oh, this voice, nah. It can't do much. <laughs> so you look down, oh, I cannot sing. Many of the people who come standing here and they are leading a song, I am very sure that they have said in their bottom box that I cannot lead a song. I thank God for choir leaders who will pull you out of it and say, you are leading the song. You are leading the song. And when they even bend the song the first time, he will put them there again to you lead it again. You just lead it again. And that's why they are smarter. You choristers, you don't value your leader at all. <laughs> I'm talking to some people in the church. Are you in the church or you have traveled away? Yeah. Small gift. It's small. Use the small. Use the small. Media can only cook well. You don't have any idea where God takes people who cook well and use it seriously. You have no idea. I said, you have no idea. As you watch people, today there's very nice, as I'm seeing some people in lab coats and some people in engineering something, something, then you are sitting down there saying, that, hmm, media, the only cause that they have given me is Chinese. <laughs> what you don't know is that it is one of the most important languages in the world currently. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it's becoming even more, it's becoming even more important. <laughs> they don't believe. It's because they read only Ghana news. They listen to only Ghana news. But if you read foreign news, you know that China has become a major power broker in the world. And so the people who interpret, those who speak Chinese and those who interpret, they have become very important. When they gave you Chinese, you sat on it. When you go to the class, right, you'll be sleeping. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody who says it's a small gift. You didn't know that your ability to learn a language. Bishop has a singer, Sister Viva Joy. And she sings. Are you there? She sings. 
she sings and you say oh there are millions of girls who sing there are millions of girls who sing but she has one little talent a little talent that most singers don't have what's the talent the talent is an ear for languages yeah and she's the one person that he deploys on every stage and she'll sing the song. She can sing it in three. She sings it in English. She sing it, sings it in French. She sings it in Malagasy. She sings it in Swahili. She says, oh, yes, every country, every nation, their language. And you should see how the crowd, the crowd identifies and just, they can't believe it. Is this one one of us? Meanwhile, she has come from Ghana with her song translated the song overnight, learned the words. Some of you, you have never learned the song because as we are waiting for you, you've been in the choir for three years, you can't learn the verse of one simple song, but she has come over. One simple song. I feel your pain. I understand it. Here she is. Overnight, she has learned it. She will stand on the thing and she will sing it as if she's a speaker of the language. Yeah. Yeah. You, as you are here, God has given you a gift for languages. You are sitting down there saying, that. Well, what is the use? But you are despising the gift. You don't know what that small gift will do. I watch many of you who are people who just understand the IT things, and I watch you fool around with it and rubbish it. And I know that I'm looking at people who are fooling with their future. Man, let me quickly finish, because you didn't give me time. Time is finished. <laughs> There's another group. You overestimate your abilities. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, da- no, it's dangerous very dangerous and because of that I know somebody who ended her ministry because of this she found herself in a certain place and she said the way these people are I can never minister to this type of people oh yes it was the end she never preached again in any other form or fashion because she felt that she was too high I mean, where she's, she's too high. As you have brought me to these funny people. I can't preach to these funny people. Hey. I said, hey. That's why some of us, we preach to children. You are a child, in case you don't know. You are just a child with a beard and a child with a deep voice, a child with hair. That's all. It's nothing. <laughs> are you there? Mm. The next reason why people do not use their talents is just laziness. <laughs> Verse 26, Matthew 25, 26. The Lord said, said to him, You wicked and slothful servant. Lazy servant. When God gives you something, you have to work. You have to use it. And sometimes just the using. Just the using. There are many of you, this choir should be twice the size, but you don't want to get up to do the rehearsal. There should be twice as many dancers, but you don't want to do what you must do to be a dancer. Because it takes time, it takes effort, it takes practice. God has seen you. Very soon, you are about to lose the ability to dance. No, 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 I don't mean it in a bad way. But I can show you people who are in this church, who were dancers when they came. Very wild dancers. Eight years has passed. They can't dance anymore. Because it's for a, a, a period of time. And you can dance. When they are dancing, you are sitting there looking and criticizing. Hmm? Are you in the church? You're not happy with me this morning, you see. I'm not worried at all. Me, I'm using, I have one talent in this world. That's what I'm using. Hmm? I'm using my one talent. 
Laziness. I'm just giving you two more. Now, he said, wicked and slothful, wicked and lazy servant. The, second, the, the next reason is that out of wickedness, that's why you're not using your talents. Oh, but how am I wicked? My thing that I didn't use. I like the story that Bishop Dark shares in his book on this point of wickedness. And he tells the story of an upright and Christian man who was on his way to work. As he was going, there was a, 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 he passed by a lake. And he heard somebody shouting and screaming. And it was a child who had fallen into the lake. And the man said, oh, I can't stop. I'm lazy. I'm, I'm late. Well, the guy was a very good swimmer. And he went on his way. He went to work. He said, I have a very urgent meeting this morning. As he was closed, he closed and he was coming back. They were pulling out the body of the girl from the water. She had died. Was he the one who killed her? No. Was he the one who threw her into the water? No. Was he the one who ended her life? No, but he was a wicked man. He could have done something he didn't do. You are very wicked when you can do something and you just choose, I won't do it. I won't do it. I can do, but I won't do. I can do, but I won't do. I'll keep my dancing. I'll do it later. You know, another time, I'll do. You know, I, know I cannot. Next semester, I'll do it. Who even told you that next semester you'll be alive to do? No, it, you see, it's just a serious consideration. Maybe you've never almost died before. Have you never been in a bus that's almost gone off the road before? It could have been your end. That's all. If you, if you go to... Uh, <laughs> medical students, lab technicians, lab students, what? What again? I'm looking for all the medical people, the dental students, what again? Pharmacists, stand to your feet. Let me ask you a question. Stand, let me ask you a question. Stand, let me ask you a question. Why, why do they have to call your name before you stand? Don't be silly. I just want to ask you a question. Have you gone to the mortuary of the hospital before? Uh-huh, those who are doing medicine, some say yes. Okay. When you enter the mortuary, was it only people with white hair who were there? Uh, they say no. Are there some babies there? Okay. Are there some young people there? Okay. Are there some beautiful girls there? Okay. Are there some gorgeous guys there? What you talking? You don't know the end. Any time. Any time. Any time. Thank you very much. You may sit. It amazes me there are quite a number of them in the choir. You are sitting there saying that I'm a medical student, but I, won't, I don't have time. Be there. Wickedness. Wickedness. Wicked because you are the means by which somebody will be helped and you said I will not do it. Yeah. Wickedness. God forgive me if I said I will not have this congregation. Some of you, you'd have been someone's mono mattress by this time. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of you, your, CP, your CWA by this time would have been 42. When I was coming to use my one talent, honestly, I didn't know you. I was just, I am afraid of God. I don't want to fall into trouble. Let me just do it. But the truth of the matter, if I had said that, I will not do it. Because when I came here, I didn't meet a church. There was not one student in the church. Yeah, when I came here. The church was a little church of 23 people. So it's a tree-speaking church. A local church. That's what I came and met here. They are very quiet. It has not occurred to you that I have an option. I have an option. I could have decided that I want people with money, then I'll go and look for your lectures. I'll look for lecturers, and I'll look for the people who have businesses around the campus. Mm, those who are selling curtains and blankets that you are buying. 
those who are selling here yeah, because I want money. The church has become very quiet. But God didn't lead me that way. He led me to students who don't have money, who rather spend my money. He led me to students for whom I'm always begging people for money. There are some people when they see my corner, they don't even pick it. <laughs> you are surprised. Hey, you are very quiet. Yeah. Because I can't just sit down and watch you. So I pray. When I finish praying, I also do practical things. Hey. I've collected insults for you, cry. I called one guy. He told me, say, hey, listen. It's not that. Look, I've also got expenses here. <laughs> eh, over somebody. It's not a problem. It's an honor. Yeah. If not, I wonder. If not, you too, you are the means by which somebody will be blessed. I remember somebody who didn't have anything. And I, I mean, he, he went through four years of school because it was another student. Who said that what I eat, you eat? What I eat, you eat. That's all. Just share what he has. Share it uh, to the end of school. You are there. You are sitting on it. You hide your food under your bed. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know that you have a roommate who is coming from unfortunate circumstances. It's not their fault. Yeah, it's not their fault. Maybe that's all God brought you into that room to do. So just be the means by which that person will survive and you don't even know. And instead, your humaswa has come. Eh? If you knew that, you couldn't pray. Why have you come to the campus? You should have just stayed in your house. I cannot be feeding you. I can't be. It's only food. It's only food. It's only food. You should rather be telling the person, I'm sorry, I couldn't help you pay your fees. But you know what I eat, you eat. Once I'm here, at least. Hunger, dear. Young man on your phone at the back. Careful. 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 No, it is a word. It's an important word for you, for your future. That's why I take exception to people when I'm standing here and I'm preaching. I take exception to people who are on their phones, people who are chatting, people who are doing, and it's like, eh, why? You believe yourself. You are an idiot. It's not that I believe myself. I am speaking a word to you that you will not hear somewhere for your life. By the time you are doing well and you are moving, do you think I'll be there? You are just so silly. What will the phone do for you? If you put it away for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, what will it do for you? What will it do for you? Are you not only 24 hours a day? You don't even study. When you are studying, you put your book there, you put your phone there. And because of that phone, you are not able to study. Don't bring yourself at all. <laughs> Do you know the suffering of the person who's paying your fees? You think your father, he doesn't know fashion. You see, when they think about it, they are laughing because their father is an old man to them. You think your mother, she doesn't know how to make herself nice. She has just had the misfortune to burn you. And she has to educate you and pay your fees. By the time I finished my first degree, my mother didn't own even one piece of material. She had sold everything because I was going to school. Do you know what your mother is telling before you come to sit here? Don't bring yourself at all. In fact, from today, when you arrive, don't arrive in church with your phone. Just leave it. Have you seen how it's painful? Mm. Mm. 
Yeah. Me too, I'm using my one talent. Yes. My one talent is that I talk. That's my one talent in this life. Yes. And I will speak and I will speak to you. Oh, yes. I will speak to you. So I'm just using my talent. When I pray for you, I'm using my, the ability to speak. That's it. You sit on yours. The last one. Jesus said the man was worthless. Mm, spiritually unprofitable. And he said, take what he has and give him to the other one. That's why it looks as if some people have a lot. From today, I want you to be jealous about what God has given you. That what God has given me, if it's half simple, I won't leave it for somebody to collect it. I will not leave it. It is the means by which you will take care of yourself. And from today, I want you to respect your talent and say, I will make good use of it. To the ability that I can, I will use it. Many people play the fool with their talents. Yeah. You have only so long in life to sing. Have you seen somebody who is 80 years old still in the choir? Where have you been gone far? Have you seen somebody who's 40 years old in the choir? By the time they get to 40, their issues and problems are so many, the voice doesn't even know where it has passed. You just have a few years. Few years. Few years. Few years to serve God. Some of you who drag your feet to come to church. Few years. Just a few years. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to be after this. <laughs> May God help us to use our talents. Stand to your feet this morning and start to pray. God has given to everybody something. Talk to God. Talk to him. You thought you were doing somebody else, but now you realize that, Charlie, I'm doing myself. Talk to the Lord this morning. Talk to him this morning and ask him to help you to use your talent. And ask the Lord to have mercy on you for not using it this far and to help you to use it and to grow in it. Father, help us. Forgive us for the times when, Lord, we have played with what you've given to us. Forgive us for not respecting what you have placed in our hands. Forgive us. But this morning, we're going to use it. We will use our ability to talk. We'll use our ability to study. We'll use our ability to do things. We'll use our ability, Lord, to, to work on, 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 on computers. We will use whatever you have given to us, Lord. We will use it. Father, forgive us for our slothfulness. Forgive us, O oh God, for hiding our talent in the mighty name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this morning. You've not given your life to Jesus. And that's why I'm here. I've just come to ask you to give your life to him. It might be, you don't know the next time you hear such an opportunity. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are just not certain of your fate concerning eternity, this morning you want to settle it. Jesus is the one who taught us that we must be born again. And you cannot say with confidence that you are born again, then it's most likely that you are not. And I just want to encourage you this morning. I want you to say that I'm going, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be born again. You are here this morning. You want to be born again. You want to settle the question. I want you to lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Just lift it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for your lifted hands all over the room. If you've lifted your hand, please come to me in front here. We're going to pray together. Just come. God bless you. Don't be shy of anyone. Just come. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Coming. Just come.
abundance. Let's settle the issue. Let's settle the issue. Just come. Let us settle the issue. God bless you. If your heart is beating there at the back, at the middle, in the front, it's because the Lord is telling you we haven't settled this issue. Just come to me. Just come. Just come. Don't struggle too much with your friends. Just come. Step out of where you are and join us here. We're just going to pray together. your own prayer. Those of you in the congregation, help us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you so much for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F O L C I D S. God richly bless you.